14 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's the Shop Stewards Corner here on Metro FM Talk, where every Monday we take a look at all of the happenings on the shop floor and in the lives of working people. And uh, this Monday we are taking a look at what's happening in the public health care sector. Now, workers in this sector uh, have uh, continued with their picket today, leading up to a full-blown strike over management's decision to freeze salaries and to... uh, draw attention to the risks that its members face from COVID-19 and these are some of the members who are working at the National Health Laboratory Services, NHLS. And uh, Nehau has said, which is leading the strike, that the action will be used as a launching pad for broader national program of action and the union is currently uh, looking to uh, defend and protect their members in general against COVID-19 and many of their members at the front line of the uh, public health response uh, to a COVID-19. Now, to make sense of uh, what's been happening uh, on the picket line and uh, some of the issues at play here, I'm joined by the National Spokesperson of the National Education, Health and Allied Workers Union, Nehau, and that is Kaya Kaba. My brother, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening to you and good evening to your listeners at home and thank you for the opportunity. Sure, sure. Kaya, maybe give us some brief background here to uh, some of the issues and uh, we'll touch on the PPE considerations and the health of some of your members who are working on the front line here, considerable risk uh, to their uh, own health. Uh, But let's maybe touch on some of the remuneration issues and the performance issues uh, that have brought out some of your members to the picket lines today. And uh, it seems that uh, they're going to be joining the picket lines into uh, the next few weeks or so. Well, as you've alluded in your opening, um, that the, 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 the launching pad for the for the mass action started with um, with the NHLS workers on Friday. They went out to picket and uh, the, during their lifetime, and that um, continued into today. And then tomorrow, of course, they'll go on their full-blown strike after the employer refused to accede to our demands, which, uh, of course, uh, speak to the issue of uh, fixing the salary levels of workers and introducing a bonus system, which 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 are outstanding issues from last year August. Last year August, we had we had a, a dispute, which we finally resolved, and the, the settlement agreement uh, directed the employer to 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 look into these issues. And it's been a year, and nothing has happened so far. And this takes place when these workers are under immense uh, pressure because uh, during the outbreak of the coronavirus, their workload has increased uh, uh, very very much in that now they have to do more tests than they used to do. So uh, it's quite unfortunate now that when they're working twice as much, then the employer decides that he's not going to pay them what is due to them and actually uh, give them their bonuses. On top of that, to add results to injury, the employer has then decided that he's going to give the workers a 0% salary increase for the 2020-2021 bargaining cycle, which basically is a wage freeze. So most of these workers then are dejected, um, their morale is low. And again, to just emphasize, this takes place while they are dealing with the pandemic. And uh, of course, then there's other issues, like you mentioned, the issue of health and safety in the workplace, mm. they don't have PPEs, um, the, the cars that they're using, they're not sanitized, most of them are getting infected in the workplace, 
So it's a very dire situation. We just then uh, prompted the, the national union you know, not to fold its arm um, and do something to protect these workers because we believe that um, they act as a first line of defense for, for, for us against the virus and serve as a platform for our national response against the virus. Mm. Let's discuss some of these issues in turn. I mean, I want us to first start just on the benchmarking and the salary questions um, and, the, and, and what you are referring to as a pay freeze here. I mean, m- many people might say, you know, this, th- this is by no means surprising because we heard in the February budget and even in the special adjustment budget that the government was wanting to negotiate from a position where they would contain the public sector wage bill. And I would think that you know, that, that, that would apply to some of your members who work in the public service as well. Uh, do, do you link these issues? Do you see them as, I guess, part of one bigger issue? And if so, is this a precursor for the showdown that might uh, be anticipated between yourselves as public sector uh, trade unions and, of course, uh, the uh, uh, Department of Public uh, Service and Administration? Well, Ayabong, um, the workers at NHLS don't belong to, to the PSCPC. Which, which which is a bargaining council for public okay. service. Sure. So mainly in the main, the NHLS makes um, revenue from making tests for provincial health departments. Mm. So government um, then takes, the provincial government takes their, their, their tests into uh, NHLS. But now the problem was that the, the provinces are not paying. They're not paying I NHLS see. and NHLS sure ends up uh, doing the, the test for free. Hence, most of the time, they don't have um, money to pay. Hence, we're saying that they should be then uh, integrated into the public service so that these workers can also bargain in the PSC. Uh. But even there as well, it's very bad because, remember, this current agreement was signed in, um, in 2018. And we, 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 we insisted with government and we begged government that let it be a one-year agreement so that then we'll see the other years and um, how we deal with that, especially the outer years, which would have been this year. So now um, then they insisted on, on, on a three-year term, which ran from 2018, 2019. This year was supposed to be the last leg of the agreement. Now, on the 24th of February, then uh, the Minister of, of, of Finance says government doesn't have money to pay the, 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 the increase and that workers must, must, must really understand that government is pleading poverty and that for the next bargaining uh, cycle, government will not be able to, to cover salaries. It, it, it cannot be the default of workers that government agreed or insisted on a three-year term and that when they have to, 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 to implement the last leg of the, of the agreement, then they have to plead poverty. I think it, it's disingenuous for government also to say now the government man and blame it on the coronavirus because uh, when, 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 when the virus uh, broke out in the country, I think on the 5th of, of, of um, March, government was already pleaded poverty on the 24th of February. Mm, so think mm. engineers and also the, 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 the ground rate of the country in the general status only happened when we're already on lockdown. So... Of course, there's, there's many other issues. I mean, yeah, but I mean, to be fair, Kayat, you know, to be fair, even prior to, to, to the onset of the lockdown, I remember in February, uh, already, I mean, they went to the Public Sector Bargaining Council to, to apply to at least have it, that last year of the multi-year agreement renegotiated. So already, 
uh, we were in a mess. We were already in a challenge even prior to the onset of COVID-19. And so I, I guess if people are using that as an excuse, then, then I understand why you would dismiss it out of hand it, uh, in, in the fashion that you're dismissing it. But, but I guess to come back to my question, is this you know, uh, a precursor to a bigger showdown where you alongside some of your colleagues within your own federation and outside of it, who are organizing in the public sector, will have a showdown with the government about the last year of this multi-year agreement? Look, um, it, it, it is because we believe that the issue of, of, of the salaries is a very important one in that most of the workers who are working as frontline workers are part of the workers that have not been paid their salary increase. So if you check, so now it means workers are earning the very same salary that they were getting last year. But mm. this year, early January, medical aid went up. So it means their salaries is much lesser than the one they were getting last year. And of course, basic commodities and, 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 and basic uh, necessities have went up. So it means the things that you could afford last year, you can't afford this year. So transport has gone up, food and everything else. So it means the quality of life goes down. So you can't afford the things that you could afford last year. So what that means is that these workers are under financial stress and they can't uh, put uh, two and two together with their meager salaries. So now they have to, to deal with, with that financial burden. On top of the fact that at work they still face with, 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 with less threatening uh, situations whereby they don't have PPEs, there's no mm. compliance with, with, with the OHS Act. So it's all of these things joined together on their shoulders. So we believe that these workers really deserve a break. And we've known throughout the years that government and some employers don't really listen to, to, to negotiations when you, when you sit in the boardroom. And sometimes you really not go to the streets in order to twist the arm of government and employers to accede to your demand. And that is what we are doing, because we refuse to, 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 to die in, 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 in silence. We want to go out swinging and to, to, to send an equivocal message to government that we really want the best for our members. Because more than anything, these workers are, are, are government's most prized assets. And mm, this, mm. this is what this is the people that have been been fighting the, the, the virus on behalf of the country, and mostly they work um, in dilapidated buildings, uh, lack of medication, understaffing. So most of them are overworked. You go to some hospitals or clinics, you find that one nurse does the job of of of, of, of three people. So a nurse would have to be a caregiver, be a porter, do the administrative stuff. And now recently, because of understaffing, some nurses in, in, in the Eastern Cape had to also do cleaning as well because mm. government did refuse to pay uh, 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 the cleaners over time because now people have to work much have to work much longer. So you have a qualified nurse, a nurse that has to do clinical work, sweeping the floor. So mm. that's how bad the situation is. And it, we had a, 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 a fact-finding report which went into, firstly, we went to in the, into the epicenter provinces, which would be your case at N, Eastern Cape, Gauteng, and Western Cape, and went into workplaces, and it was bad. We went to private health, public health, SARSA, and SARS. All of them bad. So that's why all hmm. of these workers have decided enough is enough. If government cannot protect us, then we, 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 we must defend ourselves. Because workers are yeah. between but, a, a rock and a hard place. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I mean, the picture that you're painting certainly corroborates a lot of the conversations we've had 
uh, with some of your members across the length and breadth of our country who've been raising the issues about PPEs, about their conditions of work and everything else uh, that uh, you've spoken to. You had a meeting over the weekend with the minister, uh, uh, Kabazel. Uh, he met with the leadership of Nehau, Denosa, uh, PSA, SA Medical Association, and a few other of your colleagues who organize in the sector to address some of your concerns. What was the outcome of that meeting? And um, I guess clearly by you going to the picket lines today, it might have been an unsatisfactory outcome for you. Well, can I can I please one 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 last time explain the the thing of the of the meeting, right? Yes, yes. So yes. let me give you. Nungati, nungati, nwakaya. You must explain okay. it, my brother. Let me give you. Okay, let me give you. Let me give you a historical background, right? Sure, sure. So when the when the when 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 the virus broke out in the country, isn't how we said to the minister we want to meet the minister so the minister. Can, can explain to us their plan in order to deal with the virus. But two, at that time, which was late March, we're noticing that there's, there's a shortage of TPEs and lack of compliance with OHS, right? The minister refused to meet with us. Then we went to court in early April. We went to court to force the minister to meet with us and also uh, uh, comply with the, with, 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 with the OHS uh, Act. Now, that meeting eventually set on the 8th of April, where the minister was joined by, by Minister Patel, was also joined by Minister Tulasinis uh, to look into mm. the issues in relation to the safe, health and safety of workers. Now, that, 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 that meeting had outcomes that looked into the issue of uh, public, trans, public transport, catering, psychosocial uh, services, which includes... Um, mental health and counseling included uh, the issue of PPEs and the issue of, of general safety of workers. So now what happened was that then after the meeting, nothing happened. And of course, we, we kept trying to meet with the department, but nothing was forthcoming. Up until we had a meeting again with the minister on the 13th, which is this month, right? Where we, we discussed the issues of the last meeting and the lack of progress and put together a, a, a process plan that was going to, to deal with these issues. Now, the, there were three outcomes from that meeting. One was that the General Secretary of Nehau and the DG of Health were going to form uh, teams that will look into the mm. issues and social issues in for, 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 for processing, including the issue of PPEs and, 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 and the safety of, of workers and everything else, especially the, the ones that were contained in our second report. And then secondly, the minister would then look into the issue of paying a moral incentive or dental allowance to these frontline workers. Thirdly, our provincial secretaries and the embassies and provincial head of these will look, will, will look into the formation of health and safety committees in workplaces. That was the outcome of that meeting. Then the meeting said we'll meet after two weeks in order to, to look into, um, into the progress that has been made and map a way forward. So that's what we're dealing with as now, because we're in parallel agreement with the, with, the, with, with, with the department and the minister. Now, with the meeting that, that, that set on, on, on Saturday, the leadership of Nehau was not there. Because we are dealing with that bilateral agreement that we had from the 13th that we're going to report to on, in, in, in the next two weeks. So that's why our action is still ongoing, because we can't really... Uh, uh, 
demobilize our members based on the fact that there's a process. Because mobilization, mm. you can't just go to members and say, okay, now we're fighting. And then when yeah, you can't process, switch it on say, and off. Mm. Yeah, you can't switch them on and off. Yeah, and then yeah. when we feel that our issues have been addressed fully, that's when we can say, uh, but failure mm. to do that, we're not stopping, we're going ahead. So uh, we, 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 we distanced ourselves from that meeting. It was meeting with other unions. Even on the, on the, on the 7th of, of April, the minister did meet with other unions. And our sure, meeting was sure. on the 8th. Because our meeting on the 13th, this, this, this month, was about our first finding report, which speaks to what we found when we went to the ground in order to... So, you know, why did you attend the meeting? Or you, or you are saying your bilaterals are the only sessions you will attend and you will only speak to what you found when your people went out for your fact-finding mission? Look, um, everyone has, has a right to, to meet with the minister to organize a, mini, a, a, a meeting and discuss whatever sure. they want to discuss. But ours, our meeting is based on our fact-finding report which 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 is a lived experience which we went to the ground to analyze the, the working conditions of our members interviewed uh, uh, members spoke to members met membership did the work about in all those workplaces so it's it's it, it's an issue that we wanted to discuss which we did not do with other unions but it was our thing which we want we, we presented to the minister in fact we, it, before we even presented it publicly we released it publicly mm. we shared it with the minister said this is the report this is what we feel should be should 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 be our focus in fixing the the, the situation of, of 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 workers which we don't really say our members we say we're our members and workers all workers sure, sure. at the end of the day it's about, about it's about workers so um basically that's that so okay. we're still going right. ahead right. to ensuring that we fight on behalf of our members and workers. Last question on my end, Kaya. Uh, the department came out earlier on this morning saying, you know, they now have this um, analytics or diagnostic system where you can, uh, it's an information system um, from my understanding, web-based dashboard where you can get a sense of the visibility of your availability of stock and everything else. And that might be able to allay some of the concerns your members uh, have indicated uh, or some of what has emerged uh, in your fact-finding report. What do you make of this information system and does it in any way allay some of those concerns? Well, we are yet to see it work. So, of course, we'll give it a chance and see how it works and whether it does it assist our members in any way. But remember also... The issue of PPEs is not only about the intermittent supply, but also it's about the quality of, of, of the PPEs that have been supplied. Because our members have been complaining that in some, in some uh, workplaces, they've been given uh, sanitizers that are not 70% alcohol content. They've been given masks that are see-through and all of that. So also the, the issue of the quality of the PPEs is important. So it's not only about just giving people uh, PPEs and, and not checking the quality. The quality is also important, and we've lost many members, especially, remember, at some point in Houting, we lost eight doctors because of uh, good, bad quality PPEs. So those are some of the things. As much as it might be that dashboard that they're talking about, but it will also uh, be important that we, we, we will speak to our members on the ground to also get uh, info, information from, from them as well. Then we can juxtapose uh, it with the one from their app so that we, we, can, we, can, we can be assured about the veracity of the information that we've been given. Okay.
Commissar Asishi Lapung Yabonga, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. It's a pleasure.